we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. My name is Simone, and this is the Path to Power season. It's the season where every week I've been talking to amazing women, amazing change makers, trailblazers, amazing individuals who are making a difference in both their communities by challenging the norm and creating more inclusive cultures across their organizations. Uh, there's so much to learn every single week. I love it. I get all the inspiration and I get all of that advice and guidance to help me with my own personal and professional growth too so it's absolutely a one-to-one for me I'm sure that's what it is but yeah I love every week having these conversations and this week is no exception I'm delighted to introduce you to this week's guest Martina Witter who is a cognitive behavior therapist speaker author trainer health and well-being consultant hello Martina welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast Hello, Simone. Great to be here. Oh, and do you know what? You cover so much and you have achieved so much and you, you know, constantly your bio and what I follow and on, on the work that you do. But tell me, tell me about you. Where did, tell me a bit, let's, before we get into sort of some of it, give me a bit of a uh, set in that context of your, tell me your life story. Maybe not your life story. <laughs> oh gosh, where do I start? For me, when I think about my life story, it's been tough. <laughs> I, ca- I can't um, overlook that fact. And it has been a journey of resilience, a journey of growth. Um, because, yeah, in, in my early 20s, I unfortunately lost my mum. And that was that was a major turning point for me in terms of just reflecting on what is life about, my purpose. And, you know, when, when we think about life, you know, having your parents or caregivers is so critical for your journey, for your growth and, and development. And I I had a choice at that point whether I was going to retreat, literally, whether I was going to stagnate or go forward. And I decided to, to go forward and, and, and to use that setback and use it as a, a stepping stone for for growth and pr- pr- progress. At the time, clearly, I wasn't thinking that. But for me, everything that I do, a lot of what I do is driven by my mother, my mother that I lost because she personified resilience. And I feel like I am, I'm here to live her unfulfilled dreams. So that is a large part of, 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 of what I do. And I love people. I love people. And so did my mum. <laughs> and what age were you when you lost your mum? So I was 21. So, yeah, I mean, I was, I was young. I was final year at uni, still finding myself. And, and did you get did you get counselling or did you, you know, and I say this as a personal for me, I lost my dad when I was 20, you know, and it is, it's, it's, 
it's like, you know, he's here. I've got a picture of him here in the office now, which obviously you can't see because it's a podcast, you know, but I feel like he's watching over me going, go girl, you know, kind of thing. Is your mum doing the same? Oh, yes, always. I came into my office. I've moved office recently with my sister and she's like, she, she was saying, oh, mum would be cheering you on saying, well done, T. And that just really, you know, touched my heart because sometimes, yeah, you, people can take for granted who they've got in their lives, essentially. So yeah, that that little reminder was was really nice for me. But I do feel like she's she's cheering me on, and I'm yeah, I'm was very I'm very much like her personality wise. Yeah. And, and did you get any counselling? Did you get any grief counselling? I didn't. No, same. I didn't. I had. I would say for me, it was that social support mm. that really helped people, family, friends rallying around and I'm the type of person although I was grieving I felt like I had to be strong for everyone else so my grief reaction was slightly delayed I was in my final year of uni so I couldn't stop and then my sister was suicidal and took an overdose so you know he was dealing with all of that and I'm the second eldest so it's I had no time at that point to grieve you just had to keep going and Fortunately, my, I did, but I was very self-aware that I knew that I needed at some point, at the right point, to, to stop and, and to process. So I wasn't in denial, but it's more about timing. It's, it's strange, isn't it? And I think we talk way more openly now about grief and, you know, sort of an, and mourning and sort of those different stages. I remember people would cross over the road rather than than talk to me when I went back to, I was in the Navy at the time. And so you kind of going back to this world, it's 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 interesting, isn't it? And it's, it's you, you know, you talk right at the start when we talked about you and your, your history and where they, you know, talked about finding your purpose and you talked about your mum being, you know, resilient. And this is what you do now, right? You specialise in resilience training. Um, and we've just talked about, you know, in a small part, about, you know, about grief and, you know, but why is resilience such a an amazing and, and it, it, it key thing to have in your toolkit? One of the main reasons is that it's a protective factor against stress, anxiety and depression. We're all living in this <laughs> ever-changing world, VUCA world, everything's just changing Lots of volatility, uncertainty, complexity. So resilience is that kind of soft skill which can help us to to navigate through it. And the reality is, whether you like it or not, you need to build your resilience muscles. Otherwise, you will struggle to get through in life. We will all experience some type of loss, some type of adversity and setback. So why not prepare for that in advance? Why not get out of your comfort zone and just just embrace the challenge. I love a challenge. That is my personality. I know I sound crazy, but I do. I just thrive off a challenge. And I feel that that is when I really connect with the true and authentic Martina. And that's why I love doing what I what I do. And, and how do you grow it? How do you, is it something you can feed and cultivate resilience? Yes, definitely. One thing that you can do is get outside of your comfort zone, try a new skill, learn a new skill, because that requires resilience. And then when you face challenges and setbacks, then you can learn to navigate through those. You're also able to identify your strengths and leveraging your strengths is also another way of building your resilience. So instead of listening to that doubt, you've got to put a lid on it and maybe try and learn a new skill or go for that job that you've been thinking about or meet with 
someone you've wanted to connect with for a long time through LinkedIn or through wherever. You've just got to get out of your comfort zone. And that's where the growth comes. It's uncomfortable. Of course it is. But the end result is, is always beneficial. And you just said, Elle, you, I wrote it down because I loved it. I always talk every week about phrases or statements that should be on a tote bag or a T-shirt. You talked about retreat, stagnate or go forward. Does that... Is, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I feel like there's a whole merch <laughs> range here, Martina. Come on. But yeah. it, that, it jumped out at me that. Is that kind of part of that trailing, training or is that this just part of your new brand? <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess it's... It's what I do day in, day out, working working as a therapist, working as a coach. So I, I don't think I actually think about it, but the way that I labelled it, I thought it was, it was great. But essentially it's about when, we, when we're faced with challenges or adversity, or even if we face a little bit of doubt, self-doubt, fear, imposter syndrome, we have got to choose our response. And it's important to remember that Everyone around us doesn't control us, but internally, we've got this internal locus of control and we've got to believe that we can influence situations. But if you don't have that resilient mindset, you will stagnate or unfortunately retreat. So I would say having a plan in advance, always always having a plan. And you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe in yourself. And to do what people listening now will go, gosh, she's amazing. She's so confident. She's so bubbly. She's so enthusiastic. Have you always found it easy speaking in public? So I would say generally speaking, yes. Um, As a child, I was, there's four of us, so I was labelled, and I'd say it's a positive, as a chatterbox. Chatterbox, chatterbox. I just, I have this vision of being on the train with my mum and my siblings and everyone else was sleeping, but I was <laughs> chattering away. Mum could have this and that. So I would say that that skill, communication skill, and being extroverted, that has helped with public speaking. But it's not, I wouldn't say it's always been easy. You've got to nurture that, though, that skill and you've got to build upon it. And of course, I do feel anxious at times. But you've just got to look beyond that feeling and ensure that you don't allow that to um, to influence how you're delivering. You've got to connect with, with, with connect with the audience or, or whoever you're speaking to. And are there any top tips out there? Because you, you say you speak at conferences, you you're on the radio, you're giving keynotes, you know, um, and you're you're taking your space and you're talking about what you love and you're passionate about, but. Um, what would you say, because I remember, you know, I was given opportunities early on and I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I like being behind the scenes. I'm not really bothered about being on there, taking the mic, so to speak. And now, you know, I don't, I find I feel things are more like a conversation or more like a chatter. What What would you say, what advice would you give to any, you know, anyone out there who thinks, uh, you know, who's worried about speaking in public or, or whatever? Yeah, I would say the first thing that springs to mind is visualisation. Seeing yourself on that stage, owning it, that is what I do um, because that evokes those positive emotions. So, And it's a bit like in the, in the sense of therapy, it's a bit of exposure therapy. So when you actually come to delivering it, you've already done it. So you're just doing it for a second time and those, emotion, those negative emotions have subsided. And also preparation, 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 preparation. It's not rocket science, but like I've prepared to come on the, the podcast today. You've got to prepare. And 
that will help anyone to to excel and it will allow you to identify those areas that you might need to might need to refine so preparation I walk up and down the stage, make sure I'm smiling, look in the mirror, think about where I might need to interject a bit of humor, some quotes, and just um, maintaining eye contact. But also what I've learned, I say later on in life, I'm not that old, but I'm not that young, authenticity. I would feel, I say that as I've grown and, and developed as, as, as an individual personally and professionally, and I was just sharing this in at supervision today and I was with a client, but just being your authentic self, it just flows. It's so much, you get out of your head and you're more connected with what you're delivering. And then that has greater, greater impact. So own, own your, I say, own your superpower, own yourself, essentially. Uh, I'm a big fan, big fan, Martina, the Wonder Woman pose anytime before going on stage or podcast or whatever it is, hands on hips, you know, shoulders back, head up, I'm like five foot tall. I'm suddenly six foot. And then you just take, take the stage. But I think that authenticity is really key, isn't it? You know, we've talked many, many times on this podcast about imposter syndrome. And, you know, I think that don't try and be someone else, isn't it? Because, you know, they're doing them. You do you, you know, I think it's really important. Uh, I think that and the power it's own in your own super. Oh, Wonder Woman superpowers. We've got, I, I can feel it now. We've got we've got capes, capes to go with the merch now, Martina. That's what we've got. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm just visualising myself with this cape. Oh, am I going by? <laughs> do it, do it, have it. Uh, and, you, and and it will have retreat stagnate or go forward on the back. I'm sure it will. But you know, um, and and I know you work with a lot of big organisations. Um, whether it be at the, in the, the chief execs or board or HR, and it's very much passionate about well-being in the workplace. And there's a lot of talk, isn't there, about well-being? And you know, I, I remember going to um, when we had our Northern Power Futures event a few years ago. We had a session which was, you know, well-being is more than just putting fruit in a basket. You know, <laughs> you can get fruit in a basket at home. Like <laughs> absolutely. But talk to us about how that well-being is linked to productivity profitability um you know um t- talk talk to us about how that is all connected yeah so clearly if someone's well-being is, is, is enhanced they're, they're not feeling stressed and they're just a lot happier that's going to impact upon their mindset their outlook how they interact with their with customers with one another it will strengthen team cohesion and essentially it will improve decision making it will improve productivity it will it will reduce sickness absence rates as well. So it's all interlinked. And if we think about if you're happy in delivering a service or just in your job, it permeates throughout the whole organization. So that willing productivity levels will be a lot higher. You'll be less distracted. If you are feeling a bit stressed, you've got some tools and skills to help to anchor you in the present moment. So that that they're some of the main ways that well-being helps with with productivity and, and we're all looking to boost our productivity. And I would say it's about the organization taking a role alongside the individual. It shouldn't just be viewed as the individual's responsibility because sometimes organizational shifts need to take place to enhance well-being. Uh, we love a top tip, don't we? And so what are the sense of some of those tools that employers can use to help staff morale and well-being? So I would say creating psychological safety within organizations creating a space where employers and staff feel safe to talk about challenges or just to talk about experiences 
or to even question that. And and the the leaders and managers should lead by example. So they should display um, psychological safety. And then that will encourage employees to follow suit. And then that will help to strengthen the organisation, strengthen teams. People will feel less isolated, less lonely, more connected, and more so with the remote working, hybrid working. This this is really critical in supporting employees to enhance their wellbeing because the reality is you don't know what someone's doing when they're at home working. You don't know what, I mean, it works for some people, but for others, it can actually be more stressful and everyone's environment is, is different. So taking a holistic approach and an individualised approach simultaneously. So you've got to know your people, which takes time. Do the work. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't listen more, isn't it? You know, I, I talk, talk to me, you know, the busiest woman in the world, you know, whether it be training, coaching, speaker, therapist, you Simone, know. Simone, that's you. You're <laughs> the busiest woman in the world, not me. <laughs> tell me, tell me what's next for you. What's next? What are you uh, excited about? What's next? Well, we're doing there's a lot of recruitment, to be honest. I'm really, yeah, really excited about growing the team and looking at working. I mean, I'm really passionate well, about health and well-being, but passionate. I love my spa breaks. So we're looking towards, looking forward to working with um, those organisations, working with 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 yeah, organisations that already promote well-being, but in a slightly different, less corporate way. So I'm all about connecting with my values and what's important to me and I know spa breaks do wonders for me so taking that holistic approach and also connecting with other organizations and creating more bespoke packages so I work with children as well so we're doing more work around that not just the adults amazing and it's the power of that collaboration as well isn't it and keep sort of refining how you work because you know the world has changed and will continue to change so I look forward we need to watch this space Martina we will put details in the show notes so people can stay connected with your amazingly enthusiastic um, work that you do out there Martina I don't know where the time goes thank you so much for joining me this week let's get that let's get the merch you know um, uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Thank you, Martina. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Oh, and thanks all of you for listening. Remember, these are our weekly episodes, so do subscribe. Do not miss a single episode uh, where you get to listen to some amazing women like Martina on today and our Pathway to Power season. If you'd like to join us on this mission of professional and personal development and empowering each other, then please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. Join in on all our socials at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women and all the others. We'd love to hear from you and stay connected with everything that we've got going on in our We Are Power world at wearepower.net, which is our fantastic digital platform, don't you know? You can see, look up Martina's profile while you're on there. Um, but thank you so much. My name is Simone. This is the Northern Power Women podcast and what goes on media production. Oh, yeah.